Welcome to Disco Coolia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Disco Coolia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Disco Coolia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. About your working memory, assessments and feedback, free math books, classroom design for executive functioning and mathematical graphics. This is a podcast for week 45 in 2022. And we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Career Services. She's going to help review the links of this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, thanks for having me. Great. Yeah, we have some uh, nice links as usual. And we always are uh, happy to go over those with you at the end of a week. And the first one is about our working memory. What is happening here? Yeah, yeah, this is interesting. And uh, this research suggests that to make the most of our working memory, our brains sometimes need to wander a bit, as well as to focus on a task. And that is uh, science writers, writer Surendra Verma's um, uh, post here. Okay. Now, but the research studies also show that working memory enables the maintenance of mind wandering. So oh. it's kind of interrelated. And people with high working memory tend to daydream more. Okay. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. So daydreaming is therefore an indication of underlying priorities being held in the working memory. And then okay. you can... Uh, also make more combinations and uh, that might um, might help you with solving problems. Now there is extensive evidence that daydreaming is not always waste of time. It helps children make meaning out of the experiences they have and the information that they uh, they see that they encounter. So like I said, this combination of what you see and what comes in your wandering mind uh, together encourages creativity. And it can improve memory function and also support problem solving. So you can compare it with um, how uh, sports people train. They, they cannot go all out all the time but also need to give their muscles some rest and okay. quiet okay. time. And that is like what you do in your um, working memory, that it kind of roams around uh, quietly and things picking up every ne- uh, everywhere in your memory and what you are experiencing, combining that, that can help problem solving. Okay. Be difficult for teachers seeing a child daydream in class and then thinking... Well, they're working. (laughs) (laughs) I wish them good luck with that one. Now, the next link talks about assessment and feedback. What can we learn here? Yeah, this is uh, from the TCEA blog. And a range of tools for formative assessments. But also, my favorite, a checklist for teachers on how to give great feedback. Okay. Now, assessments is critical to crafting the feedback because you want to be as precise and and, um, uh, specific as possible. And uh, that feedback can close the learning gap. And also you can add in that you um, trust that student to make uh, progress. So all the positive um, psychology comes into mind here. 
Now that gap, of course, is between where the student is now and where he needs to be. Now, did you know that formative assessment can double student learning games? So no, if no. you know exactly what he can do or cannot do, if you use that as a uh, basic for your next lesson, that is the, the, right. the definition of formative assessment. So it's not like, okay, he has a grade and that was it. And you now don't put it in the grade book. You no. assess it and then and use it. And you do it. something with okay. it. Uh, that formative assessment is an ongoing and low stakes assessment. So you don't punish them kind of uh, for not knowing it yet. But you say, okay, this is apparently not clear. Now I'm going to incorporate that in my next lesson. And also the feedback to both teachers um, and, and students and teachers um, helps. So in other words, to gauge where students are in their learning, you must access them. You must know where they are. Right. And you do that uh, before, during, and after their learning. So you kind of follow all follow the three the steps okay. uh, on the way. And these assessments um, can tie into a wide variety of strategies. Now, the most wonderful thing about this article is that they provide the checklist for educators on exactly how to do it and what to look for. And that is uh, so important. It's a bit like... Um, our math assessment of reasoning and strategies, the, the MARS for short, uh, that is available at uh, mathstrategy.org, where we also give a scripted option for an assessment and then provide information about where the student is, where they will go next, and some suggestions uh, for activities on how to get them to that next uh, step. Sounds like a very good approach. Very good approach. Now, the next link is about free math books. How did that happen? What happened to the book mafia? Ah, well, well, uh, I can be short about this. This is not necessarily specifically for students with dyscalculia. But it's too good uh, not to, to mention. Um, here it's the Backcus blog presents a list of over 100 free online uh, math textbooks. Now, there is a lot of uh, complicated stuff like the calculus, algebra, pre-algebra, statistics, but also books with titles like uh, The Art of Mathematics. Oh, nice. Yeah, or Math and Society. That I think is that's nice. very important. Um, really a good site to go and explore uh, and download the free PDFs that, uh, that they have or follow the link uh, to actually, you can uh, purchase a hard copy. Okay. And if you are into this, uh, you might also look at the website openstacks.org that is maintained by the Rice University here in Houston that also provides a lot of um, online textbooks. Good, good. Free stuff. We like it. Now, our next link is about uh, classroom design for executive functioning. Is that something for boardrooms with executives, corner <laughs> uh, no, 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 officers, no. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing? Exactly. Uh, well, we're talking here about the executive functioning that needs to develop in children. Oh, okay. Now, executive function uh, develop biologically. 
but also through experience. Right. So students need to practice executive functioning skills, just uh, like they need to practice phonetic skills and math facts and, and reading comprehension skills. Right. So teachers um, have a responsibility uh, and actually the opportunity to cultivate these uh, skills. Now, the design of a classroom is one way to support the development of the executive functioning of the students. Oh. So, as a simple example, here, the design of the classroom should be such that daily activities and where to put things and where to find things is made clear through signs and templates and also can be explained uh, verbally. So this way, the children do not have to use their working memory uh, what to do, um, and as that can pull away from learning. So you want to make it as clear as possible what to do where, but that structuring is something that they can um, understand and, and incorporate and understand, and then start doing it themselves. Think about how you organize your... Um, three-ring binder where you have different tabs for each uh, topic. topic right and uh, we do see a lot that some of our students need a little bit of help with that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so that that's just an example that's not in classroom but that's the three-ring binder that they take home for homework now another example uh, is color that can be a really good tool to organize information but when uh, color coding doesn't have a purpose uh, and is basically only used for decoration, then it's, it's not helpful to learn executive functioning and it can even confuse uh, students. Um, so let me give a good example. Alternating two colors when listing steps can help because right. they are so then, oh, you need alerted. To this hey, here's the, new, right. here's the new step. Right. However, Rainbow information may hinder production because there is no okay. uh, clear sequence. Okay, there, right. yeah, it's another color, but why is that other color yeah, here? Does it okay. tell me anything okay. or not? I would have never thought that actually the colors and arrows and stuff and signs in the class would have this impact on executive Well, we, we know that uh, color coding of um, like the ones, tens and hundreds can help students. Right. So we can color code also Same our with the stacking, number, right. stacking number cards. It all yes. helps. Okay. Okay. It, uh, it brings us already to our last link for the week, and, uh, and that talks about mathematical graphics. So what do we see here? Now, this is from the Early Childhood Math Group in the UK, so math with an S, and it brings this story looking at the marks that children make what they kind of write or, or draw, and telling about how to make sense uh, of these marks. This is very interesting. Now, some of those marks actually may turn later on into um, math language. So it's good to encourage the making of these. And at, at first they look uh, almost random graphic marks that may ultimately develop. Uh, so for instance, you can just make simple marks and count them, but later on 
become the tally marks. Okay. Um, so these are just random scribbles that the, that the young ones... That's uh, what they start the with. Right. Yeah. Um, now, the article shares some lovely examples. You really need to see this that most teachers will recognize. It's, a, it's, it's an interesting article to explore and um, relook also at the art your students or uh, your own children have created. Okay. Because there is some math <laughs> hidden in there. Right, right. It's good. These examples, uh, they look lovely indeed. Okay, well, thank you uh, very much, Dr. Schroeder, for your insights. We hope to see you back next week. Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Kulia Services, and she is the one who is on a journey to find ambassadors to promote the knowledge about Disco Kulia. She has an online course that you should not miss, and it's available at discoculiatutortraining.org. Disco Kulia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Disco Kulia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.